Tyler. Seventy-seven. That opening, the very beginning of that was fantastic. Everything was, was pitched yeah. higher. Everything, everything was pitched higher on that take, and it really made a difference. 1966 at the Sunset Sound Studios in Hollywood, California. I think it took till 88 takes to do it. 
Today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with Lemmy from Motorhead and rapper Currency. In fact, three interviews with Currency. A whole chunk of interviews with rapper Currency and Lemmy from Motorhead on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR Radio. Are you? I'm Currency. From? New Orleans. Welcome to Austin, Texas. I'm having a good time. The weed's good. Can I talk about the weed? The weed's good. Alright, yo, the weed's good in Austin. Uh, I don't know where it's coming from. Uh, I definitely smoked some weed that was from Cali, but it was in Austin. So, the weed in Austin's good. Yeah. Now, what I was wondering, Currency, Chicago, Harold's Chicken. What's the deal in Harold? Yo, a mild, the mild sauce at Harold's Chicken is fucking worth its weight in gold. I don't know if you've had a six-piece from Harold's. I, I'll fly you to Chicago when South by Southwest is over. That's like Monday or Tuesday. You meet me in Chicago, we'll fucking get a fucking uh, six-piece, dog, and then you'll know. It's the serious deal. It's like ebony and ivory, man. <laughs> what about the Hugh Big Pies from New Orleans? I don't eat the Hugh Big Pie. Yo, that's what's crazy. I'm fr- what are they for people that don't know? Fried, right? Actually, it's a fried... Uh, fruit pie. They make like lemon, they make apple, and they glaze it with all kind of sugary goodness, but I don't do the Hubix pie, man. I don't know. I don't know too much about it. I, have, I haven't had any, you know? Was your first rap currency a Dennis the Menace rap? Absolutely, it was. It was called, uh, what was the name of it? What was the name of it? Uh, Mr. Wilson. That was, that was the enemy, right? That, that was the old head? Yeah, so it was about Mr. Wilson and uh, me, like, fucking breaking all this shit up, and, and then my homie had a verse that he fucking took some money out of the cha- out of his car and bought a starter jacket. We like we fucked over Mr. Wilson really bad. So I know it's almost a gangster song. That was like my most violent record that I ever wrote. It's like see, crime. Currency, what can you tell me about right here, this particular group that we have here that I'd like to ask you about right here, Mr. Camp? Oh my goodness, yo, uh, the foundation, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you know me. If you follow me, you know that there's a language that I speak that only my friends really understand. And I talk, a pilot talk, I kind of got my own language. And and these these are two people who definitely had their own language. You'll listen to these verses, and if if you're not really a part of it, you don't really understand what they mean, you know what I'm saying? All the words have double meanings, you know what I'm saying? This shit is the illest. You sample them too, right? Yeah, I've rapped over a few of their beats, man. I rapped over Cooley High. I rapped over Lucini. Uh, I want to rap over beats from Let's Do It Again, but I can't find instrumentals. But this is Trill, and I'm so impressed by the questions and the shit you asked me, dog, because I really know that you know what's popping, dog. So just for you to have this in that bag is crazy. So this is, like, not no fake shit, straight up. High or not, this is Trill. Yeah. I really appreciate that currency. Yes, huh? Uh, I'm not. What you, you don't already have it? I would like a vinyl. I just wanted the vinyl, you know what I'm saying? But it's cool. You can, well, you can have it, Currency. You can have that. Put him on, uh, I put him on spot and I won. All right, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> what can you tell me about the Zulu Parade and the Coconut Toss? It passes right by my new house. Uh, the Zulu Parade, I watched it pass up by my window. My mom got a... Uh, my mom got... 
like a gang of beads, some pearls, but the coconuts were passed to babies. Like babies get coconuts, you know what I'm saying? Have you ever got the coconut tossed to you? When I was a little kid, when I was a little kid, like people held me up on their shoulders because the Zulu guy, the Zulu people would be like, oh yeah, we'll give one a little dude. I had the little cheeks going on. I was a cute little kid, so they would just give me shit, you know? It was a good time. And you're a currency here in Austin, Texas, and currency, I also, I also wanted to ask you about, right here, could you tell me about the 504 boys? Whoa! Yo, I can't have this, huh? <laughs> Is this the, wait, 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 wait. Were you on this particular one? Yo, I'm not on this cut, but this one has uh, Pusha T and Crazy on it, and I know this song like the back of my hand. Like, I could write the lyrics out right now, you know? I want, I can't. Dude, are you like fucking a DJ? Also? What are you doing with all this shit? I just love currency. Yo, this is a trellis. I'm keeping this, whether you say so or not. Okay. Uh, yo, shout, shout out to Master P, man, because, um, you know, he showed, he, she definitely, like, showed me a few things, you know. Every situation I've been in, I picked up some shit, and I definitely got some game from PS4. Well, how long were you in the 504, boys? What do you tell people about that? 2002 to, wow. Yo, maybe, like, fucking four years, dog. I did my thing over there, yo. Four years on, four years on the tank, man. Straight up. You did some movies with Master P, right? Wow. Yes, I did. Those are funny. Have you seen me? No. Yo, it's a good time, dog. Malibu's most wanted. Oh, Malibu's most wanted. Fucking still about it. Decisions with little Romeo. Yo, I was like in all those movies for like fucking 14 seconds. But I definitely thought I was killing it. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't tell me I wasn't Denzel Washington, but you go watch those. I'm in. I'm in Alexis counting money and still balling. I mean, still about it like a real gangster, like talking shit. Master P calls me like, "Yo, it's time. Like, it's time to do some gangster shit." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm still about it." You know, like some crazy shit. Go find that shit. You know, I don't hide from my past. I definitely did that shit. So go find it. You know what I'm saying? Currency. Do you like girls in socks? I like girls in socks. I'm not a fan of toes. Uh, I don't, because I don't like when the second toe goes past the big toe. And a lot of girls have that, and it freaks me out. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the prettiest girls, the prettiest girls have the second toe going past the big toe, and it freaks me out. I like when they go like, you know, it should be on a on a, on an angle like that. You know what I'm saying? So I try to get that, but I don't really like feet. But I have to have, it have to be like that, you know? You like some aqua socks for girls, right, Curtis? Aqua socks are a good investment. Uh, uh, the Isotona socks with the grip on the bottom, you could get those too. I like to see chicks in those. You could walk around the house in those all day. That's good. Curtis, I'd like to ask you about this particular joint right here. Have you ever heard of this guy, Gregory D from New Orleans? Oh, where the fuck is Gregory D at? That's what I was wondering. Who is this guy? I know nothing about him. Yo, Musa. Gregory D. Yo, this is the best interview ever. So, yo, Gregory D. Gregory D made a song about people getting their chains popped. Yo, back up a little bit with that. It's like, it's like, it's almost like, a, it's kind of like, yeah, all right. Pause. All right, so, uh, this dude made a fucking, uh, he made a song about people getting their chains popped, trying to go to a dance, a high school dance. It was going down in New Orleans. He made a song about the original drug dealers. Yo, this was fucking crazy. Gregory D. I never even seen this. This is tight.
And you are a currency at Austin, Texas here. So he's like, he's like, he's like almost like, like I'm in jail, dude. Like, he's like, like stop that shit. Well, Big Chris playing really loud in the background. We want people to hear currency. Yeah, yo, yo, Big Chris killing it. What'd you say? Anything? Yes, uh, I'd like to say, I would like to say something about the ski beat used from 96. Use a ski beat from 96? Uh, ski beat, ski beats made audio dope in fucking 1996. And he had it sitting in the fucking Mackie or whatever the fucking beat machine is and he just was going through some shit trying to erase space in his hard drive to make room for new beats and I heard that and I was like nah that's it right there so yeah. what's bus bingo currency bus bingo yo where's shipes shipes that's fucking bus bingo right there yo he just asked me what's bus bingo yo bring him over here who is that please explain who's shipes this is Johnny shipes this is fucking this is my bus bingo buddy I don't know you know get you have to look for it on Vimeo, fucking. Uh, yo, he's been stalking me for you for like three weeks. Yo, for real. He's the coolest guy ever, man. Yo, fucking look up Bus Bingo. But this is my. Oh shit! Wait, come here, come here. This is getting awesome. This is getting crazy. Whoa! Yo, why, don't 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 be upset about the mic. He gets a little like it's always it's crazy what he does. But no, I want I want you to know this. This guy throws people off the stage. He's definitely thrown how many people? One person at the big. How close he gets with the it almost like makes you upset. It's crazy. <laughs> but I just wanted to see if you would want to like do him something. I wanted to see. What's your temper's handling? He's a good guy, yeah. Hustle man. Simmons. That's the man. Follow him on Twitter, man. Don't sleep. Palooza. And lastly, your currency, I'm just going through a whole bunch of joints here with you, trying to find out, you know, information of like what's going on here. I know what's the, happening. the big timers here. Some background, the big timers. Uh, so what about it? I just like some background on them. What is, do you have any connection to the big timer? Yeah. Uh, well, this guy, Brian, is the uh, boss of Cash Money Records. Uh, he's got a uh, he's got like a fucking Benz that's a million and a half dollars right now. You know what I'm saying? And that's tight. He's from New Orleans, and uh, you got the money to bring me to Chicago. Lived a few miles from my house. You know what I'm saying? And there's a relation. And you got the money to bring me to Chicago for some heralds. Yeah, I will fly you to Chicago for some heralds. Yeah, I'm bringing him to Chicago for a six-piece heralds, man. And you are currency, aren't you? Because there's other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you had one more question, and you just asked me if I was currency. So that was your one more question. I'm about oh, to. Are, oh no! Like, oh, actually, we have to uh, before currency. Anything else you want? That time is uh, Kelly. Thanks so much, currency. BG. What up, baby? Gregory D, <laughs> 504 Boys, Camp Low, I came up. Some of those don't have... Beat you, man, Jelly. No, uh, yeah. Currency and do 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 Currency. do 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 That's pretty good. Currency, please. do 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 He's not getting his way. That worked, though. crazy. You did it. He's not getting his way. No, currency, I need the cutaways. Huh? Where's the cutaway? Currency, can we have the cutaways? What? Currency, the cutaways. We need to get some cutaways. Oh, man, let's do it. And do 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 and I'm currency, and I'm chilling, and this is the homie, man. Straight up, I don't know what to say. Million dollar pants, two million dollars on the hat, motherfucker. Jet life, let's do it. At that ascot, for your ascot, motherfucker. Let's go. Yo, do 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 do, you fucking crazy. Do 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 do, you fucking crazy, do do. Now, stop. 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 Now, st
Welcome to Harold's, man. I take your order. Yeah, can I get a six piece and a pop? What would you like on that? Mouse sauce. Fresh Concerts are pleased to present Yellow Wolf with Snack the River. You got these poppers popping over with the scale. Depots on the corner dropping quarters like a wishing wave. The show takes place August 3rd at Fortune Sound Club. Doors are at 7 p.m. 19 plus only. Tickets are on sale now at Red Cat, Zulu, and Beat Street Records or online at unionevents.com and timberconcerts.com. Don't make me go pop the trunk. Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts downtown at 212 Productions, Beach Street Records, Blim, Dream Apparel, The Fall Tattooing, The Kiss Store, Heart and Soul Clothing Inc., Hits Boutique, Pacific Cinematheque, Scratch Records, Final Records, Woo Vintage Clothing, and Zoo Shop. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or check us out online at citr.ca. How much do you know about bites? Everything? Perfect. Nothing at all? Even better. At the UBC Bike Kitchen, you can use our space and tools to do your own bike maintenance, get one-on-one instruction on how to fix your bike yourself, or drop your bike off for us to repair. You can also buy a fully refurbished, guaranteed used bicycle, or a variety of new and used parts and accessories. The Bike Kitchen is UBC's non-profit, student-owned, full-service bike shop. We're located in the basement of the Student Union Building. Just look for the stairwell on the north side of the sub across from Gage Towers or search for the UBC Bike Kitchen on Facebook. Stop by the Bike Kitchen and then get riding. <laughs> my dog. Who are you? Currency the hat spitter. 
Currency, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be here, man. Now, Currency, the last time I saw you, we were in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I had a good time. That's a good jacket you got, too. What? It's clean. Oh, thank you, Currency. Now, what happened to the records that you took from me? What happened exactly? They're at my house. They're on my entertainment center. Gregory D, Camp Lowe. Uh, you gave me another record, but... It, the Big Timers. The Big Timers didn't make it to, to my... <laughs> it didn't make it to my entertainment center. But but uh, Gregory D and the Camp Lowe, they're definitely up there. So, right Currency, now. here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So, I thought I'd begin by giving you some gifts, some more Camp Lowe. me with vinyl. This is a gift. I thought you would never put... I saw an interview. I saw you interview. I saw you interviewing Lil Wayne. You told him that uh, you had some vinyls, and I took them. So I thought maybe that you felt some way about vinyls. I thought you wouldn't bring vinyls around me again, and you brought vinyls around me that I kind of want. No, these are for you. Bringing Camp Lowe. Oh, they are. So, so this is the idea. Thank you. I'm bringing you the Camp Lowe because you loved it so much. I figured I'd give you some gifts, and in this way, I give you the gifts. Now you can't take anymore. All right, thank you, thank you. So you get buttered up. So you gave it to me. And also another thing I would like to ask you about. This is not a gift. I'm gonna say this is not a gift. These guys, the Ghetto Mafia. Oh shit! Yo, this is it. Yo, I use their instrumental. Uh, I use the instrumental the uh, indicator for uh, Jordan Threes on my Smokey Robinson mixtape with Cannon. Cannon. Can, can you say that? Cannon. Can you say that? I always say stuff for you. You should say that. Cannon. Oh, what say can you tell me about the Ghetto Mafia? Cannon. Oh, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Ghetto Mafia. Yo, they had, they had a video where they were wrapped up uh, like blunts. I don't smoke blunts. I smoke papers. But in the video, they were both wrapped up uh, like two, uh, I don't know what they smoked in, 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 in the deck back then. They're straight from Decatur and they sold drugs together and they, they did their raps and one time they stole this one dude's car and uh, they, they took the cell phone and the rims and all of that. That was all in the song. You know, you got a lighter? Last time I talked I don't have a lighter, but Yo, it's like you're so fast. Like, are you sure you're not going to hit me? Yes, I'm sure. Practice? You know, well, I've been practicing a long time. Okay, all right. Because I know I have to deliver quality for the currency spitter. <laughs> Currency, you're from New Orleans. Did you ever get involved in second line dancing, like over houses and stuff? Nah, I never did. Uh, my mom was in a graduate. When I graduated, my mom second lined because she was so happy that I graduated. She was like so glad I got out of school that she joined a second line line. Like, and just went crazy due to that. Did you have any relatives at all in jazz bands at all, Currency? That owned any jazz bands? Or did it been in any jazz bands at all? Uh, I got like cousins and stuff that I'm sure have played some music. I mean, my dad, my dad was in a group called Point of View. Uh, he's got some vinyl floating around. We'll see if you can pull that off next time I line up with you. Uh, Point of View. They had like the number one record in some city. It wasn't in New Orleans, but yeah, I don't know. My dad did his thing. Well, I don't have any point of view for you, Currency, but I do have another gift for you. This poster here of an influence on you, Currency. What could this be? All right. Without me opening it? Without opening it? You get to open it just before you open it. So, so I guess right now, this is a musical. Okay. Is this like a Snoop poster? Could be any genre. Oh, well, it's not. Okay, I say it, it could be a Snoop Dogg poster, but... But you say, I'm assuming it's not. I got to see. I don't know. I can't guess, though. I got it's a gift for you, Currency. Uh, all right. It's a gift for me. I can't guess what it is. How am I doing on the mic? You're doing good. You're not invading my personal space. Last time, it felt like, you know, 
felt like you were making advances at me. But this time it's okay. Oh, shit, man. Yo, you're so tight. Is this for me, for my crib? That's for you. Get this frame, man. So, yeah. Anybody who gives a shit about me knows how I feel about this group. And this guy right here in particular, pause. And just the life and uh, and the explanation of the life that they lived. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. This is tight, bro. You kind of... It's kind of crazy that you did this on camera. You should have just gave me this. Now. Ew, this had my name outside. Winding up here with Currency backstage at the Fortune Sound Club, I have another gift for you. You were scared by Thriller, weren't you? You were scared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's about to happen? Well, I have some Thriller gum for you from the Not 80s. <laughs> I would like you to eat this. Fuck no. I won't eat it. It will turn me into a werewolf. I will not do this. I can't believe you brought this. It's actual gum. Yeah, that's cool. I won't eat it. And this is exactly like not... Yo, you should have gave me this first and then covered it up with this. Because right now, I'm not really... Well, Currency, the fun can do is because here we are in Canada. I think of Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, well, I like, I like that, too. They got a good look. You know, New York Jets. I'm confused by Jets, and I have something to set you straight. Here are the real Jets, yeah, a gift for you. about this. I knew this was going to show up sooner or later. Somebody put this on YouTube, and I knew that this group was going to come for me sooner or later. Um, I hope that they don't reach out to me for copyright infringement. <laughs> looks like they should be doing pretty well off. I remember they had a few videos, so I don't think they're going to come behind me. And Girl Talk... This guy did really good in Saved by the Bell as A.C. Slater. You don't remember that? Taboo. Yeah, he did good. And she's in, uh, she's playing on the game now. That's like the Tia Tamara chick. Yeah, she's doing good. Uh, Currency, what about sex in the Cartoon Network? Raymond. What? Sex in the Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah, some people like to uh, have sex to R&B music and smooth tunes. I don't have time to do that. I'm usually, you know what I'm saying? We're just going to do it. The family guy will tune it out for a little while. We'll catch it when it swings back on for 2 o'clock. We'll fuck at 12. At 2, when it comes back on, we'll watch it and pay attention that time. Currency, I interviewed Marilyn Manson, and he told me he had sex 11 times a day. Are you anywhere near there? Like with, with another person? <laughs> I didn't actually ask. I mean, he probably was like squeezing one off 11 times a day. You know what I'm saying? He probably, like that, he probably did that. I don't know, yo. But how about somebody like yourself, though? 11 times Marilyn Manson? Hey, not 11 times a day, you know? Any number at all currency you can throw out there? It's a little personal, man. I don't know. Uh, three. Three's cool. Three's cool. Three's cool. And the reason I ask you stuff, Currency, is you really know the answers. You really know your rap history. And this is something I actually asked Lil Wayne, and he didn't know the answer. There's this particular compilation here called Fat Rap Tracks. Okay. And if you turn it over, look, Lil Wayne is on here with a guy called T-Smalls and Big... Whoa. Big balls. And I said, who the hell is T-Smalls? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! T-Smalls and Big Balls. Yes. And I said to Little Wayne, who is T-Smalls and Big Balls? He says, I don't know, but I got paid. I'm sure he did. And do you have any idea who T-Smalls and Big Balls is? No, but I, w I almost want to pull some of this up. I want, I want to check this out. I don't... Where are they from? T-Smalls? Nah. T 
Ricky Smalls and Big Balls. Well, here you are in Vancouver currency. You're staying at a lot of hotels. What are some tips for not getting kicked out of a hotel? Yo, the fucking gaps between the door and the floor out here are fucking ridiculous. So you need like you need like two towels, wet those, uh, make coffee, crack the window. Uh, there's no shower caps in these bathrooms. Uh, fucking take rubber bands and use the ice the ice bag. Fucking put that around the smoke detector and just uh, smoke it down. Raw papers, not a. <laughs> not a blunt. Raw papers, man, like these. Sometimes they look like blunts, you know what I'm saying? So people are fooled, you know? But that's just because it's unbleached. You don't want to smoke bleach, you know what I'm saying? You see what it does to your clothes? Imagine what it would do to your lungs. Lastly, currency here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Every time somebody comes to Vancouver, I like to welcome them by giving them gifts. But the ultimate gift is something that I've given Snoop Dogg and Little Wayne. It's a Tommy Chong gift. I want it. And you're getting the Tommy Chong gift. It's right here. Cheech oh, and Chong record. In it. Yo, and now, Chino, open this up. Show what is happening here inside. I know what this is, man. Pull it out. Pull it out right now. Pull it out. Show the people how big it is. How do you keep pulling this off? How many? How did you? I thought these were all, like, out of existence. I don't even understand this, dog. I'm very lucky. There's a big cash at Neptune Records in Vancouver, so I'm able to just pull them off and give them to people. Oh, amazing. Yo, I don't even know if I'm... I might not roll up with this until I've cleared... Show the people how big that is. That is pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm just going to take a portion out of it and maybe roll me a joint when I clear another million. Not right now, though. And notice it's not stained or anything like that. Fresh for you currency. From me, Nardwar, to Human Serviette. Shit, man. Yo, I don't know what to do, man. I'm... Yo, fuck oh. man. Fuck oh. you, man. You're a good dude. Yo, come on, man. I'm not walking off or anything. I'm glad we fucking uh, did the did the one thing in Austin, but but this right here fucking trumps that by far, man. I got a gang of shit. I didn't have to steal anything. Thanks, man. I don't know. Well, thanks so much, Currency. Keep on... You're solid. And fucking... I got this. And if you've seen the Jets Go video, you know what this is. So I'll be staying away from shysty ladies because they try to steal this. Well, thanks so much, Currency. Keep on rocking in the free world. Oh, and do do the loot do In the free world. Do, 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 do. Yeah! I said it, motherfucker. And look what's in my... Uh, 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 that's why that bitch tried to get away with my motherfucking box. Choo-choo. <laughs> I read it on Twitter all the time when y'all like, yo, why you not coming through? You need to come to Vancouver, you bro. Come smoke some of this PC. Why you not here? I was slipping. I was slipping. Y'all got so weird. I don't know. I need some of... Yo, they got some motherfucking weed out here. Come on, let's get to it. I'm just as excited as they are. Let's fucking go. Who are you? I'm Narwhal. No. I'm I'm Currency, man. Jet Life, man. You know it. Currency, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, man. I'm glad to be here for the third time. You know what I want to ask you, though? How do you know you're not going to hit me? Like... The, the like the extension of your arm, have you had it like surgically done to where you know you're not gonna hit me because mistakes happen and I always feel like I'm gonna be the one who gets like hit and like bashed in the lip with the microphone. Well I know I'm not gonna hit you because it's you and I would never hit you. Like there should be like a, a sound, like ad sound like whoosh. That's how fast it's, it's it's coming to me. It's like shh, shh. like y'all should add like a sword noise to that. It's like ring. Swing. All right, but I know you won't. I know you won't hit me. Jet life. 
currency. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, further by this gift I'm going to give you right here, a Pimp C t-shirt. Oh, man, that's tough, man. I've been I've been heavy on my Pimp C shit lately, Pandora Radio. I've been listening to Pimp C all the time lately, man, so that's tough. You always give me the best shit, man. You're always wearing great shirts. Like I saw you wearing a Sex Pistols shirt. Are you into the Sex Pistols? Are you into punk? Yo, you know what? I like the I like that run record, Sex and Violence. Uh, just 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 hearing just those two words like on a wall. If this was right here on a wall, I could sell it as an art piece. If I put like Sex and Violence right here, that would sell for like fucking like fifteen grand. Like fucking Sex and Violence. So like that's that's what that shirt was about. Like that was like the illest shit ever to me. I don't know many records. Cause you would definitely call me out if I if if I said that I was like oh yeah I know all of the records I don't so that's why I had that shirt. Jet life honesty is the best policy. You fucking around with Norwell, he'll expose you. <laughs> Currency, tell me about Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Um, okay, I don't I don't too much talk about her. The last time I had a conversation about that lady, uh, the truck that we were in, we blew a tie out on the way home from a club because we drove past the cemetery downtown, like where all of that stuff originates at, like, and just just toying around with the legend of the shit, we ended up catching a flat, like riding home. So I don't know too much. I just know, like, I just know you don't say it a lot. I don't know. I know. I think like. I didn't know she was like voodoo, the voodoo lady. I don't know, man. I heard if you knock on her tomb, a wish will come true. What? I never heard anything like that. I, yo, Fiend, if you knock on Marie Laveau tomb, a wish, you, you get a wish come true? A wish granted? You heard that shit before? I always heard like to be scared of her. And now she grants wishes? All right, I guess that's to clean up her rap because, like, like I was afraid of Marie Laveau. So I don't know. I didn't know about the wishes. That's tight. What about- that's a trick. That's probably a fucking trick. Yo, that's how she baits you in. You go over, you knock on that tomb if you want to. Your fucking knuckles will probably get stuck to that bitch. What about the bone and skull men? Did they ever come by you when you were a little kid, the bone and skull men? No, the bone and skull men never came over to, to my house ever either. Oof. Have you been to any fertility dances? Man, no, I've never been to a fertility dance. Maybe I'm like the product of a fertility dance. I don't know. Have you brought any girls to graveyards at all? Yo, uh, in the seventh grade, I aborted mission on the cemetery trip. See, all of that stuff, like, I did not want to touch that shit. I know where I'm from, and I was like, yo, this shit's kind of powerful. It was here before I was here, so I don't fucking toy with it. I definitely walked from school to, like, where the cemetery was, but there's a snowball stand in between. I got a snowball. I faked the stomach ache. I didn't make it to the cemetery. So, no, I never took a chick to the cemetery, but the rest of my friends went. Everybody at uh, Marshall Magnet is what it's called now, but it was Beauregard back in the G. All y'all who bossed up and went to the cemetery, y'all are gangsters. I couldn't do it. Speaking of girls' currency, what can you tell the people about Mia X? She can cook a good meal. She has a restaurant in New Orleans right now. Uh, she had a 80, like an 85 Monte Carlo LS. Well, you know what? She didn't have it. One of the big homies had, I don't know, one of the big homies had an 85 Monte Carlo LS and had her airbrushed in a mural on the back. Now, he wasn't dating her. 
This was not his girlfriend or anything, but he was fond of her music. And, and I, as fond as I am, I would tell you about it, you know. But instead of telling people about it, he got her, you know, uh, immortal, immortalized. Is that it? She was immortalized on the trunk of his uh, Monte Carlo LS. It was uh, Coco Brown. He's a good friend of us uh, still right now. He's a good friend. So if he sees this, you know, maybe he'll feel all warm in his heart. Maybe Mia's feeling warm, too, you know what I'm saying? That's the big homie, man. She's a good rapper, too, eh? Yo, Mia? Yo, Mia's the queen. Mia's the queen. I don't know if you remember the Sprite commercial when she was wielding the sword and doing all the kung fu, man. Mia X is like my mom, yo. Like, uh, like straight up, 100. Well, speaking of your mom, your dad. Your dad's band, Point of View. What the hell? How do you know about... Okay, we talked about that. Okay. Yeah, man, that's tight for my dad, yo. So my dad's probably going to see this, man. Point of view. Point of view is popping. I don't know, man. How many records did they do and what label were they on? Jeez. I don't know what label. Yo, it's my dad. I never never talked to him about that stuff, man. I didn't know I was going to be in the industry at the time that he told me about this. I just know there was 45s around the house. There's like a little drawing of a saxophone to represent the label. I don't know what label it was. We could call him, but it'll cost me like $15 a minute out here right now. <laughs> I don't know though. I I genuinely don't know. Norwell, you have you've thumped me uh, with 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 a family related uh, question today. The last time I saw you in Vancouver, I gave you a Cheech and Chong record. Do you remember that? Yes, it's uh in. Do I have my phone on me? It's in it's, it's on my windowsill at my house right now. Did you used the rolling paper that came with no, it. Oh no no! I promised that I wouldn't, dog. It's still in there. I'm never going to roll it. People come over there, open the album thing, and they look at it. They ask me if it's real uh, bamboo paper. I tell them it is, but don't tear it. I tell them it's been there since the '70s, and we'll get sick. I'm like, yo, you smoke it, like the poison will be poisonous. The paper's gone bad, so it's surviving. I'm lying to people, but it's surviving. Well, I have another weed-related gift for you: a child's gun. Garden of Grass. Whoa. What? And this is a pre-legalization comedy. Check out the tracks on the back. Yo, check out the grade of weed that they are smoking right now, though. Zoom in a little bit on this, man. Look at the sticks in there. Oh, a pre-legalization comedy. A pre-OG a pre Kush comedy also. Clear. Check out the track listings on the back that you're going to be able to check. This is a gift from me to you, Currency. The history of marijuana. Acquiring marijuana. General effects. Physical effects of marijuana. Meditation. Eating food. Listening to music. Making love. Physical and intellectual games. Pretty much things that you would want to do when you're stoned. There's fucking cookies. There's headphones. There's air freshener. Yo, nothing is new. That's what's so crazy about this. Nothing is new. Like, none of this shit that we even think that we're doing for the first time. It's 1971. Is like nothing is new. Nothing is new. Like, this this would very well be like a mixtape cover of mine. Like Gateful, too. Check it out. That's crazy, man. <gasps> More weed-related gifts for currency. Dog, why do you always try to make me cry on this show, dog? 
You always give me like real tight shit, like to make me be way more serious than you want me to be, though. Like I'm touched by this. And I got a new crib. I have to move. I'm getting a new spot. So this is gonna go like right with the fucking bamboo. This is nuts. I'm listening to this though. I'm probably gonna have to get a record player for the bus. You might. Have, you know what you have want to do? You know what you should do? Give me a motherfucking record player. Give me a fucking vinyl player next time I come out here, so I can play all my shit while I'm on the bus. Currency, have another weed record for you. The High Times THC Collection, Volume 1. Shit, who's... Now, see, look at the difference. Look at how the weed changed. Look at the weed on the cover of the High Times cover. Now, this is the kind of shit I'm smoking. That's about right. Zoom in on that, but also zoom. Make sure you see that baggie. That one's not so hot, but this is it. Now, who's check, on this? Who's MF Doom is on here? She's on there chilling. She's all right. She's got boobs and... Amazing. Look at the gatefold on this guy, too. Wait, let me look at the track list. And it's on high times. The far side. MF Doom. Rizzo. All right, let me open this. My girlfriend. It's my girlfriend rolling up for me. But it looks like a blunt. I don't smoke blunts. You know I'm a paper fan. But check out the... It's like a blunt, but... And check out the vinyl, too. Green vinyl. Green vinyl. I've never seen green vinyl before. Yo, I want to do, I want to press up my next album on green vinyl or green CDs. Now, what's interesting about this currency is on High Times record and Smoke This is on High Times, right? Yeah. How did you know? I was just about to tell you about that. So High Times record should do some vinyl. Yeah, High Times Records should definitely do Smoke Dizzy's album in vinyl, but not do it in green because I want to do mine in green, even though you guys made it up. But I want to do mine in green. So do Smoke Dizzy's in purple. He likes purple. So I do it in purple. And speaking of records you're involved with, the Dillinger. Whoa, okay. Daz. Yeah, man, this is the big homie right here. Me and Daz just shot a video for Fast Cars, Faster Women. It's my man's right there. He's still looking the same. It's tight. He's maintaining. Still caking up. That's a good drawing. That's like pretty much the homie right there. That's good. That's Dillinger. Yeah. Currency for New Orleans foodstuffs. Boudin balls. What are boudin balls? Uh, I don't know, dog. That's a pretty palsy food item. Boudin balls, I would assume. I know Paul's boudin sausage is uh like... Like the casing of the sausage with like rice or something in it, but I don't fuck with it. So I would assume that the boudin ball is probably like a ball of rice or something too. I don't know. I don't fuck with it though. I'll tell you about some beignets. You want to know about beignets? Crawfish, fucking hush puppies, and regular shit like that. I'll do that. But I never had alligator, uh, none of that kind of stuff. Zatarain jambalaya mix. You know Zatarain? Zatarains. Yeah. That's what they say on the commercials. I don't know if y'all know about those. Uh, fish fry and other products they make. The jambalaya is good, but it's better to just have somebody like make some uh, from scratch jambalaya at the crib. Not knocking Zatarains. I will accept an endorsement if y'all want to make a Jet Life fish fry combo. That's cool. But if you can get some homemade jambalaya, I think even you guys would agree. What about the 
Crystal Hot Sauce. You heard about that brand, Crystal Hot Sauce? I don't know about Crystal Hot Sauce. I'm just not a fan of hot sauce. It's on every table in fucking New Orleans, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't indulge, yo. I was thinking of like local brands, like Abita beer, Abita? I drink Abita root beer. I'm not a beer drinker. All of the products I'm familiar with, but I'm not so much a user of what uh, of such. But the uh, the Abita root beer, I drink that all the time. It's just like, it's just as clean as Barks, you know what I'm saying? And they make it right in, right in my motherfucking town, so. How about in the 504 Boys? Did you drink the Abita maybe? No, I never had Abita root beer until like maybe two or three years ago. Uh, you took I, my last 504 Boys record, you remember? This one too. I'm definitely taking this one too. I'm trying to see what's the B-side on here. Oh, it's Wobble Wobble on both sides. Okay. So, yeah, I'm definitely taking this 504 Boys Wobble Wobble. Me and Young Roddy was just talking about bandanas, about the, like when they had the 504 Boys bandanas, like they were all over print 504. We might need to do some Jet Life bandanas. So that's funny that you showed me this. My brother was a 504 boy, Mr. Marcello. Well, yeah, Woody. Currency the Magnolia Projects. I just told you that uh, Mr. Marcello, 504 boy, that's where he's from. That's crazy. You should come down. I was wondering, C-Murder dropped you off at school? <laughs> yeah, C-Murder did drop me off at school, but C-Murder not from the Magnolia Project. C-Murder from the Calio Project. But he did drop me off at school in an uh, excursion. With all kind of souped up radar scanners and shit like that on it all the time. It was like a fucking tank. And what do we have here but some sea murder? Whoa. Okay, this is... Can you tell us about this particular one? Yeah, this is the one that he did after he was, after he was uh, locked up. Uh, y'all heard of me. BG was in the video. C-Murder was kind of in the video. He shot a bit of it uh, in jail. I didn't even know you could do that. I thought that was dope. You know what I'm saying? And two of my lowrider bikes are in this video. I got two uh, Schwinn, uh, Schwinn Stingray bikes, and they are, they are in this video. And uh, maybe... Maybe I have a pit bull in this video because my homeboy from Lockjaw Kennels brought like six dogs out to that video, so I might have a dog in that video. I have to look at it again, but I definitely got some lowrider bikes in there. And that's what I was wondering. Did you really go to Walmart with the shocker? Yeah, damn, dog. Okay. We went and we bought pit bull cages for one of the dogs that's probably in C-Murder's video. So... Six degrees of chakration. Uh, Silk the Shocker is connected to us all in some type of way. And I just tweeted homie like two, three days ago. So uh, I probably fuck with him when I get out uh, back to the West Coast, man. That's the homie, so yeah. And he's got, he's got, we got the same Roly right now. He's got this yellow gold Rolex joint. Now. I have one of those on right now, too, so I don't know. Yeah. Back to the third ward currency. What can you tell me about Turk? Uh, he's one of the original hot boys. He had the cool, he had like one of the best verses on the player Why You Hating song with fucking 3 Six Mafia. Shout out to Juicy J. Uh, fucking with my homie Wiz, Taylor Gang. Uh, Turk is, Turk might be, is Turk still locked? Yo, yeah, Turk is in jail right now. Like, he caught a bad one. He's, he's in jail in Memphis right now. Um, I've talked to the homie, like maybe like, last year. So that's why I didn't know what the situation was right now. But he should be about to come home soon. I definitely hope so. He put out an album with my homie Kino. He put out like two records with him. Kino, who was a producer for C-Murder, who's the brother of Silk the Shocker, Six Degrees of Shockeration. 
Speaking of records and stuff, did you ever act the donkey in the Peaches? No, I never. <laughs> No, I never acted donkey. Yeah, I've been to uh, Peaches Records. I bought, I bought Soldier Slim, Give It to Him Raw from Peaches Records. I bought uh, UNLV's Greatest Hits from Peaches Records. I bought Mac Melf Calio from Peaches Records. I bought Mr. Marcello. Uh, I bought fucking. I bought Mac Shellshock from Peaches Records. I bought fucking Fiend. There's one in every family from Peaches Records. Fiend, who's sitting over there of No Limit fame, who did records with C. Murder, who's the brother to Silk the Shocker. Six degrees of shockeration. And you met him at Rockefeller 2.5? Who would I meet at Rockefeller? Fiend. Nah, I met Fiend at Street Customs. Uh, that's Moose's Rim Shop. Uh, which I'm trying to buy stock in. Uh, but Rockefeller 2.5 is where a gang of us have hung out at. Rest in peace, Soldier Slim. We used to always go to Rockefeller. That's tight, man. What are you trying to do, bro? Winding up your currency, another gift for you. The 8-Ball. You love the 8-Ball, don't you? Wait, is this uh? Wait, let me see what song's on here. Is Look what's on it. Yes. I wanted my homeboy's girlfriend song to be on here, yo. I don't want my homeboy's girlfriend, but I wanted this song. I was thinking about trying to find this on iTunes, but I'm keeping this, right? Why didn't you give me a record player? We I'm bought just, all those records at Peaches. I thought you had a record player. No, I bought CDs and tapes from Peaches. If You know, Peaches records, CDs, and tapes. If you look at the sign, that means they service all of those, you know, avenues. But, uh... You should give me a record player. I'm hoping that you got one in that case there. You've given me vinyls. Every time you've seen me, you know that I have vinyls. Why won't you bring me a viable means to listen to all of this artwork? Well, I thought you might enjoy right here the... Morse Prodigy. I can't listen to on the bus. So let me put this up. So does this mean now? I'm super pumped about getting that fucking eight ball album though. So you can return all the records you took from me the first time now. Did they steal them from you? I think you, you did. I read comments. I read comments and like yo, spit the jack them. And I'm like, I wonder like, you did I steal? You said you, you kind of wanted them. That's why I thought you I thought you would let me have them. Well, most of them, but there were a few that were Nard personal collection. I really stole from you. Not willingly, I'm but sorry. kind of. Which one? That's why I'm giving these to you now. All right, well, which ones you want back, man? No, you can have them all. That's okay. Thing. Which ones you want back? It might have been the big timers. <laughs> I give it back to you, man. But back to Prodigy, though. Yo, yo, yeah, back to Prodigy. Shout out to the homie. He uh, was on the type. Uh, on Covert Cool. Um, I don't know. I saw on Twitter uh, like something was a riff with Mob Deep. I, I hope that that's, uh, that that's done by now. Yeah, I don't know, man. Chat Life. Hip-hop. You know, I hope Mob Deep is cool. Probably just the big homie, though. Chat Life, yeah. Currency, Harold's Chicken. Have you heard the Harold's Chicken? I'm going to talk about Harold's Chicken every time we fucking hang out. I found it. You have not come to Chicago with me yet to have Harold's Chicken, so there will be no more discussions. You heard the Harold's Chicken song. There's a Harold's Chicken song. I never heard the Harold's Chicken song. You're not going to play the Harold's Chicken song for me. Dip unit. We're going to sing it. Mild sauce. Fried sauce. Yo, until we have Harold's Chicken together... Pause, that sounds really terrible. <laughs> but uh, until we go to Chicago and eat chicken from house, uh, we can't talk about it. Winding up.
up here, currency. You know the song, everybody do a brand new dance now, do the locomotion? Yeah, I know that song. Originally by? I don't know. The lady that you love. And another oh. gift for you, Carol King. I only know, yo, I only know that one song. I only know it's too late, baby. I like that. They also did Locomotion and a whole bunch of other great stuff. It's like golden then. I always wonder what else she did because her voice is tight. Yo, I just find songs. So I just fucking found uh, Too Late and I just listen to Too Late all the time. So you are an amazing person. It's like you, you know what I want to do. You know what I want to do. I think at the end of the day, bro, I'm going to like carry the torch for you. When I stop rapping, I will be like gifting people vinyls and just... You know what I'm saying? Because the way that I feel about the shit that you give me, pause, uh, I want people to feel that way, you know, when I come through. Like, I love to see you. So I want people to love to see me when I'm done. This is it. This is tight. Thank you, dog. Wait, let me see if that record's on here, though, honestly. If the one that I like's on here, that would make it super tight. I don't think it's on that one. Ah, what, what, what album is that on? You should definitely just know. You should be able to rattle that off. It's on Tapestry, I think. Fuck you for knowing that. That's tight. Well, you are currency. We have to know that. And I guess now I've learned I can't give you records. So to end this interview, I have some buttons. What buttons am I giving you for what movie? Uptown Saturday Night. <laughs> yeah, man. This is fucking, yo. How is this important to you? Take a zoom in. All right. Well, one, because this is Camp Lowe's album title. Two, like the artwork inspired it uh now yo if you now why is why else is it important to me is because it's one of my favorite movies fucking harry belafonte sydney party bill cosby that's like a zillion dollars worth of talent right there to be in the movie now they're making a remake i heard will smith's involved with it and denzel washington what do you think all right will smith is bill cosby denzel washington sydney party i'm all right with it denzel's funny you know, and it, and it kind of wasn't, like, meant to be, like, super funny. It was more like like them trying to trying to track down and find out what happened and they shit get the ticket back, too. So, so that was tight. Yeah, all right. I'm cool with that. That's fine. That's fine. Currency. I can see Will Smith with the, like, he had the bush and the fucking beard thing in that, that movie. What's the depressing joint? When everything's going wrong for him and he's trying to make the computers for the bones. The bone density machines, like, everything is fucked up for him in that movie. Pursuit of happiness. So, yeah, he can do that look again. He'll look just like fucking uh, Bill Cosby right here. There you have it right there. Are you into Rudy Ray Moore at all? Because he lived in New Orleans for a while. Dolomite, Rudy Ray Moore? Nah, I'm familiar with Dolomite. I didn't know he lived in New Orleans ever, though. But you did meet a legend the other day, Blowfly. Did you really meet Blowfly? Yeah, and then what's crazy is the next day in Santa Cruz, I went into a record store. I can't think of the name of it, but I saw Blowfly fucking uh, CD, like all of his shit. Because I, when, I, when I was at Snoop's, I was hanging out with Snoop, and fucking Blowfly came through, and he's playing all these songs. I'm like, yo, this is nuts. And then Snoop's like, nah, that was the home like when I was growing up. Blah, blah, blah. And then I walked in the record store. I definitely saw dude shit. Dude was definitely popping like in his day, singing nasty ass songs and fucking bitches. That's fucking tight. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at All Currency? 
Uh, Blowfly, if you want to uh, record with the Jets, just fucking fuck with us, man. Uh, Norwell, you know we got work to do. And you got to give me a patch uh, sticker for the fucking band. And be on the lookout for the fucking collabo that I keep fucking getting high and not fucking doing. But it's, it was going to get done. Close were, were, were we to doing a song? It was very close, wasn't it? It was right there, but then like I started moving around again. It's like right now, if you told me that you had the studio equipment like right on the other side of this thing, it'd be done right now. If you could figure out how we can knock it out in the morning before I leave, it's done. Jet life. Well, thanks much, Currency. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Do do. Hey, man. Mm. Try some of this. It's absolutely dynamite. Oh, yeah? A child's garden of grass. Many people have smoked marijuana. Many have seen marijuana, but very few people have ever heard marijuana. The history of marijuana. Marijuana was first discovered in Twin Falls, Idaho in 1907 by a small Polish immigrant by the name of Wayne Krolka. The discovery occurred in early May while Wayne was working late in his study one evening trying to find a shorter route to India. That's one small toad for man. And a giant toad for mankind. Acquiring marijuana. There are four basic methods of acquiring marijuana. Buying it, growing it, receiving it as a gift, and stealing it. Buying marijuana. <clears throat> yeah? I'd like a big bottle of root beer, please. Okay. And a uh, copy of Playboy. All right. And some uh, pistachio nuts. Yeah. Could I have a cleaner copy of Playboy, please? Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, it's kids. And a pack of marijuana, please. Uh, Mexican, Vietnamese, or domestic? Um, uh, Mexican. Flip top, flat box, off pack of bulk. Take bulk. Thank All right, that comes to, uh, that'll be, uh, 215. 215. Growing marijuana. Contrary, how doth your garden grow? Really great where there's no heat, and usually best when I put the seeds about a half inch underground, water lightly once a week, and hope for the best. Receiving marijuana as a gift. Getting grass as a gift is probably the nicest way of all of acquiring it. Here are a number of methods guaranteed to get you free grass. Be very, very nice to everyone you meet. Or look for people who are smoking grass. Go over and stand next to them as quietly as possible and look wistful. If they give you any, be sure to say thank you. Or 
Become a narcotics officer. Or... Be a very beautiful girl with large breasts. And, if none of these methods work, then whenever you're taking a walk, look on the ground for rolled-up baggies with a rubber band around them. Stealing marijuana. Now, here's the main method for acquiring yourself some free grass. You just creep up on someone and go, Hey! Say, what happened? Look up there! Well, well, and you cop that grass oh. and spread The effects of marijuana. The first time a person tries to get stoned, he may not feel any effect whatsoever. Many people, even Methodists, find that after smoking for hours, particularly with good grass, they'll still feel no effect the first two or three times. For them, we recommend needlepoint, weightlifting, or any of the other traditional methods of reaching nirvana. Three hundred forty-seven pounds over my head, but still, nobody likes me. We believe that, except for a few weirdos here and there, everybody can feel the effects of grass. Fortunately, all the barriers which keep a person from getting high are easily overcome, once you know them. The first barrier to overcome is the belief that smoking grass gives one a kick. It does not. You do not get a kick rush from grass. The second barrier is that there's no way to know how you're supposed to feel. So you don't know what to look for. And the third barrier is a roadblock. Your papers, please. Uh, I only have a pipe, man. Then you'd better come with me. Creativity. It's a known fact that grass increases creativity from 8 to 11 times. In fact, everyone finds that they're more creative stoned than straight. All of us are latent Michelangelos or Carusos or Da Vinci's and think we can paint or sing or write if only we tried hard enough.
physical effects of marijuana. The first sensations may be felt instantly after having smoked some grass or an hour after having eaten it. Usually, you creep slowly into a stoned condition, inch by inch, sliding upward, but if you've eaten it, the effects may come upon you suddenly and strike you full force in the middle of a word. So while I was shopping at the supermarket, see, I saw this beautiful chick, really dynamite. So I was just about to use the old drop the jar of mustard on her foot ploy, you know, to meet her. And, uh, and she, um, uh, when, uh, when, um, uh, when I, uh, uh, when, uh, what were we talking about? And if the people you're talking to are stoned, they won't remember either. Uh, what were you just saying? Uh, you, uh, I beg your pardon? The first sensation you'll feel will be physical. A new tingling of some sort. sort of a band of light pressure around your temples or in your shoulders or back. You may become aware of your knees or your instep. Something weird. Or your head seems heavy and filled with chopped brown paper. Seems to be filled with like chopped liver. feel empty and floating farther about your shoulders than empty and floating above my shoulders. You might also become aware of your anus or genitalia. There's some other things too. You'll also discover that grass is an analgesic and like ordinary pain relievers can cure headache, neuritis and neuralgia. So remember M-A-R-I-J-U A-J-U-A-N-A Marijuana Marijuana <laughs> Motorhead Motorhead Motorhead, let me kill mister, let me kill meister, the rocking vikers, the rocking vickers, motorhead, 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 I got motorhead's phone number. Good morning. Oh, if you're in Australia, good evening. If you're in Cambodia, goodbye. Um, give me a message and I'll call you back as soon as humanly possible. Cheers. Hi, this is for Lemmy. Hopefully this is Lemmy. Hi, this is Nardwar phoning from CITR Radio in Vancouver, Canada at 2 o'clock. We're supposed to do an interview today. This is the record label BMG said. So it's Nardwar from CITR Radio at area code 604-822-1242 for Lemmy. Hopefully this is the house of Lemmy. Talk to you later. Do 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 do. Good morning. Or if you're in Australia, good evening. Or if you're in Cambodia, goodbye. Um, give me a message and I'll call you back as soon as humanly possible. Cheers. Hello, Lemmy. This is Nardwar again, phoning from Vancouver, BC, phoning from CITR Radio, and number 604 822 1242. 
And just phoning regarding the interview we were going to be having at... Hello, is that Lemmy? Yeah. Hi, it's Nardwar here from CITR Radio. Hi. Hi, am I disturbing you? No. Oh, okay. Um, do you have time for a quick interview here at all? Yeah, I didn't hear about it, though. Oh, okay. Don't well, I don't mind doing it, you know. Oh, okay, no problem. It was um, BMG Canada. I wish they told me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, yeah, no, I guess we were going to possibly do one, and they just they pushed it through, and they said, give Lemmy a call at 2 o'clock, and... So is it okay if I ask a few questions now yeah, then? Go ahead. Let me okay, great, yeah. So this is for um CITR radio. Yeah. And um well I guess first off, who are you? Who am I? Who I'm are you? Guy. I'm that guy. You are Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah. You really are Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah, I know. Lemmy, who's the freak of the week? Who's the freak of the week this week? No, I've met quite a few of them. <laughs> we was on tour until, what, Sunday? Right. Could Blackie Lawless be the uh, freak, freak of the week? No, he's the geek of the week. He's crazy like a fox, isn't he? No, he's not. What exactly happened there, Lemmy? I heard that it was all Wasp's fault that your Vancouver show was cancelled. Well, we pulled out of the tour, you know. What, what exactly happened there, Lemmy? I heard it was something to do with feathers. No, no, it's politics, you know, Back, backstage bullshit, you know. I mean, there's a lot of, I, I've done a lot of touring in my time, you know, but um, this is the first one I've ever walked out of. Because people in Vancouver were really, really looking forward to the gig here. It would have been I was looking forward to it too. We don't hardly ever play there, you know, and it's like, it was a treat to be playing there, and then... I'm sorry, you know, I mean, it wasn't me that screwed it up, you know. Well, what was going on with um, Wasp? I heard that they were lip-syncing songs. They were actually, like, lip-syncing them. Like, how dare they fuck with Motorhead? How dare anybody fuck with Lemmy and Motorhead? Oh, yeah, that's, that's exactly how I felt about it. Because, <laughs> like, Motorhead, like, you're eternal. Wasp were, like, husbands. What's the, what the hell was going on there? Well, they thought they were... T- well, it was blacky. I mean, they'd get along all right with the rest of them. I used to get on all right with Blackie, I don't know what I'm Did you, uh, when was the, like, you, you, you'd met him before, and, like, what was the, did you, you knew what you are getting into with the tour then, probably, then Lemmy, right? Well, we, we thought so, you know. It's, I, I don't want to badmouth anybody on the radio, you know, but, like, we had our differences and we left the tour, that's it, you know. That's very... That, that's very gracious of you, Lemmy of Motorhead. Um, well, actually, other people are thinking that perhaps your Vancouver show got cancelled because of that Canadian border. You know, maybe perhaps fear of the Canadian border. Because, you know, long ago, as the legend goes, you know, you, you were kicked out of Hawkwind for getting busted at the Canadian border with two grams of biker speed. So that was a long time ago. You know, I've been to Canada many times since then. I just haven't been to Vancouver. I've been to Vancouver since then twice. So you're not scared of the Canadian border anymore then? What was it like, you know, getting kicked out of Hawkwind for biker speed? Have you ever been in a Hells Angels clubhouse at all, Lemmy of Motorhead? Yeah, I've been in a couple. Do you ever seen any uh, Motorhead posters on the wall? How do they treat you? They treat you all right, because you guests, you know, the Hells Angels are very courteous when it comes to guests. Lemmy of Motorhead, you really love Canada, don't you? I mean, you do love Canada. You really wanted to come here and play, but I guess the tour got cancelled. Isn't there like a special brand of Canadian apple cider that you specifically request whenever possible? No, it's Phil. Oh, that's Filthy Phil. No, it's guitar player Phil Campbell. Oh, the other Phil. Oh, yes, Phil. So what's the deal with him and Canadian apple cider? He just likes cider. He doesn't mind if it's Canadian, on it. Because Canadians have had this great affinity. What do you think of Canada, Lemmy? What do you think about Canada? 
I think it's a great country. I think I mean they treat us very well. I think it's like unfortunate that it's next to the United States, really, because <laughs> it didn't have a chance to really. It never quite got out from under the United States influence, you know what I mean? Well, the Americans um, and Canadians are kind of interesting, but Canadians are really, well, they kind of joined together with Americans because there's actually a Canadian record label called Lance Rock that released a band um, comprised of members of the Fastbacks, which is a Seattle band, and they were called Motor Honey. Did you ever hear about that? Was that a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was an all-girl band called Motor Honey, a tribute to Motorhead. Yeah, I got a, one of their stickers, I think. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, so the Canadian, a Canadian record label felt it should be released and released an American band called Motor Honey. So Canadian and Americans do kind of come together. But Lenny of Motorhead, um, Paul Rudolph of Hawkwind and Pink Fairies, he lives in Vancouver. Yeah, I know. He's That's a, where he's from. Yeah, if he's a Canadian. Did, did he replace you when you were in Hawkwind? Yeah, briefly. So you were replaced by a Canadian? Yeah, but he wasn't up to the job. What, have you kept in touch with Paul Rudolph at all? Because he's doing all these projects. Like, Twink was just in town. Do you ever remember Twink at all? Do you ever play with him? Pink Fairies, yeah. I thought Twink started out in the Pretty Things. Yeah, right, with Viv Prince and all that. And before that, well, no, he replaced Viv Prince, but before that, it was the Fairies. And he was also he in the... bank all the Fairies in the 60s. Randy was in the in crowd, too. Yeah. Did you ever see Tomorrow? He was also in a band called Tomorrow. Did you ever well, see them at all? The in crowd became Tomorrow. That was the same band. Did you ever see them, Lemmy? Yeah, before that they were called the 4 plus 1. This is history lesson for you. Yeah, thank you much. Thanks very much, <laughs> Lemmy of Motorhead. Before... Keith West was in that band and... Uh... Sorry about that? So, Keith West was in that band who formed Tomorrow and Steve Howe was also in the band. Yeah, he played guitar though. Yes, yeah. Lenny, what other bands were you in before Motorhead? You were in like the Rocking Vikers? What type of band... Vickers, sorry about that. What type of band was that? Uh, sort of a rock and roll band. We used to play stuff like Bill Ailey songs and the Capitals, Cool Jerks, stuff like that. I mean, we were sort of we dressed in Vickers colours and Finnish national costume. <laughs> we were kind of like the Who. And you released a few Seven Inches and you did some tours of Europe? Yeah. Did you really play behind the Iron Curtain? Yeah. First band to play the Iron Curtain. What, what happened to the rest of the guys in the Rocking Vickers? Vickers. They, uh, they still are up in Blackpool. Have you ever seen Motorhead? Yeah. When you were in Blackpool a long time ago, did you ever give, like, donkey rides to kids? No. Like, walk donkeys along the beach? I heard you had a job walking donkeys along a beach and kids would be, like, on the donkeys. Like, what, what's oh, the... That was in Wales. Oh, that was in Wales. Yeah. What was that job all about? This seems really interesting. Lemmy of Motorhead walking kids along the beach with donkeys. Well, I didn't do that. I mean, I used to take rides out from the riding school. I used to ride horses, not donkeys. Did you ever wear those tights at all? That's kind of like a precursor to spandex. Those biking... Tights. Do you wear any of those tights? Biking tights? Tights? Tights. You know, the tights for um, wh when, you're, when you're riding a horse. I don't understand what you mean. You know, like, when you see, like, um, oh, people, when they're riding a horse, they wear, like, tights, like, tight pants, you know, special... Oh, jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> tights are what we call pantyhose. Okay, yes. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever... I didn't, I didn't wear pantyhose much. Have you ever worn spandex at all, Lemmy? No. And you were saying the, the rocking Vickers... Vickers. 
<laughs> the Rocking Vikers. You were singing. Okay, it's B I C K E R S, right? Okay. You okay. were you were singing the Rocking Vikers. Just joking. Um, Lemmy. Um, played some like Who type stuff. Were you a mod? Were you a, like a mod or a rocker? Were you into that kind of creation downliner sect scene at all, Lemmy of Motorhead? We weren't mods. So you were not mods. Well, no, we weren't. You weren't. Did you ever see the creation at all? Yeah. What did you think of them? Because right. what do you remember about seeing the creation or, or the pretty things for that matter? Because like Viv Prince, when he was in the pr pretty things, Lemmy of Motorhead, he, he got the pretty things banned from New Zealand. Did you ever did you ever do any drumming with Viv Prince? Did your band ever play with them? Uh, well, one of the bands I was in played with the pretty things once a long time ago. Yeah, Viv Prince was like damaged case, you know. He's, do you know if he's dead or not? No, he's still alive, I think. Where at? Was he doing, you know? Um, I'm, I think he's involved in politics or something like that. Probably like... <laughs> <Viv>. <laughs> well, him and, uh, him and Screaming Lord Such are all together. Oh, uh, right, yeah. yeah. Lemmy of Motorhead, did you ever see John's children at all? Stop saying Lemmy of Motorhead. Stop saying Lemmy of Motorhead. Just Lemmy will do, you know. Okay, uh, Lemmy Killmeister? Kill Mister. Kill Mister? Yeah. Lemmy Kill Mister to Rocking Vikers. Vickers. Vickers. Lemmy of Lemmy of Motorhead. Lemmy. So Lemmy, did you ever see John's Children at all? John's Children with Mark Bolin. Never saw them play. I used to, I used to have the records. Because they were really op art, kind of garage mod type band. They were amazing. Like they put. Who do you think was the best from that era? I'm just asking you, Lemmy, because I know you know a lot of those things. You know, from your Motorhead years and stuff. Do you think John's Children, the creation? Who do you think was the best of that op art scene? Like excluding the Who, because everybody loves the Who. But like of John's Children and the creation, was there a band that you really you thought was really good when you saw them back I then? Like, I like both of them. I thought John's Children was great. I thought the creation was great. And the four plus one was great. You know, I mean, the, the birds, the original birds were great. With Ron Wood? Yeah. D um, and um, do you ever, do you, have you seen Ron Wood at all? Do you ever talk to him about, does he ever remember him being in that band? Of course he remembers. This is life. Because it was weird, because the birds from America came to England, and then they had to um, actually change their name, I think it was, because of that. And everybody was mad because the birds in England were first. But the yeah. they were total, so you thought the birds were pretty good then, Lemmy? Oh, they're excellent, yeah. Lemmy, the Motorhead sound is very unique, especially on your new LP, Overnight Sensation. Like, it's, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's really, you know, you guys are like the fastest ass-kicking band ever. Motorhead, the fastest ass-kicking band ever. Now, do you attribute to your unique vocal style, you know, the way you sing, to sing up into the mic? Why do you put the mic up that way? You know, like when you're singing, you kind of lift your head and the mic's pointing down. Does that help with the vocals? Like for, you know, youngsters listening to Lemmy of Motorhead, is that a, like a hint? to be able to sing really cool having the mic down why do you sing with the mic up Lemmy? It's just a personal thing and also I don't have to look at the audience <laughs> I tried doing that and it kind of helped grab it helps kind of get that ah you know it kind of helps do you think it kind of helps with the way you kind of sing like the kind of nice gritty delivery that Motorhead has? It's just the way I sing you know I mean it's just a personal preference I find it easier that way you know Lemmy what's your favorite tank battle? Uh Kursk the Battle of Kursk, yeah. What, like, because tank battles are real heavy metal, aren't they? Like, they're total murder shows. Yeah, they are. Total murder shows. Like, what's what's the difference you say between, say, the Battle of Kursk and, say, the Six Day War tank battle? What do you think is the difference? Because that was a big Six Day War tank battle, the Battle of Kursk. What do you think made Battle of Kursk different than that? Well, they were fighting for bigger issues. Uh, did you ever go pranking at all with Vivian Stanchel or Keith Moon? Yeah. What adventure did you go on with them? Uh, it's a long story, 
but, um, well, just briefly, we're dying to know Lemmy of of the band Motorhead. Yeah, they were great fun, you know. I mean, Keith and Viv were great fun. They, they didn't have a lot of fun themselves, but it was great fun being with them. They were like driven people, you know. But, I mean, they were nutcases, you know, basically. But they, was, uh, they were great characters, you know, which I think rock and roll could do with them more of. Do you remember at all what you did or just one little incident? Do like, you know, did you try on trousers or anything like that? No. What a strange thing to say. Um, well, no, I just mentioned that because apparently um, Keith Moon, they'd go and they'd try, tr him and Vivian would try trousers on and one of them would have a wooden leg and it would scare the clerk of the actual store. Well, I remember them dressing up as Himmler and Hitler and going up to Golders Green, which is the Jewish area of London. As a puppet act, as a ventriloquist act, Keith would sit on Vivian's knee, Vivian just as Himmler and Keith as Hitler, and do a ventriloquist act. It was pretty funny, but there again, the sense of humour nowadays has changed. People don't think funny things are funny anymore. It's not politically correct, you know. Lenny of the band Motorhead, have you seen Fast Eddie recently? Yeah. Did he really quit the band because you did a duet with Wendy or Williams out of Plasmatics? Yeah. That's why he quit? Well, that was the reason. I mean, he'd been quitting every day for about two years before that. Because it seems kind of odd. Like, Wendy O. Williams, he should be honored that Lemmy got to meet Wendy O. Williams. Wouldn't, wouldn't Fast Eddie want to meet Wendy O. Williams? Why would he want to quit the band at that point? He didn't like her. Why was that? Well, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's all very... You see, you can't just tell people how things were because you had to be there, really. And, uh... We were coming to a crisis in the band, and Eddie just used that as an excuse to leave, you know. Lemmy of Motorhead, when did you... you stop saying that, please? Okay, Lemmy. <laughs> Lemmy, when did you first meet Ron Jeremy? Uh, 1991. Yeah, how, how did you meet him? How did you get into porn? Because you're in his Freak of the Week rap video. You were there with, with Ron Jeremy going, Freak of the Week. I know, I know. I know, I was there, yeah. How did I meet him? He hangs out of the rainbow. What did you think of him when you saw him? I don't know. I thought he had a big dick, you know. I mean, what do you think of people like that? Did, did he look like a hedgehog to you? Not really. Ron the Hedgehog Jeremy? Because he mentioned that you were in the original Bobbit movie. Not Frankenpenis, but the original Bobbit movie had Lemmy from Motorhead in it. The original right. one. What, was, what were your lines in that movie? Do you remember? Uh, yeah... Well, I mean, that's pretty prestigious to be in a movie with John Wayne Bobbitt. Think so? Yeah. <laughs> I doubt if you'd think so if you were there. Well, Ron Jeremy seems very proud of it. He's mentioned it many times that, you know, Lemmy from the band Motorhead was in the Bobbitt movie. What was the name of the movie? Was that John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut Lemmy that you were in? Yeah. What were you doing? Like, you were doing overdubs or were you actually in the, on the actual set? No, I was in the movie, yeah. Did you um, partake in any touching at all? No. Just a cameo? Yeah. Lemmy, what was it like working with Samantha Fox? There was a picture of you together in Penthouse many years ago where you two were doing a duet in the studio. Uh, it never happened. We never actually did it. We were going to do it, but we didn't do it. Have you kept up to her with her? Like, what's she doing now? I don't know. I haven't spoken to her for a couple of years. I don't know what she's up to. Because she was like the original Spice Girl, wasn't she? She was like the original Spice Girl. Well, no, the Spice Girls were the original Spice Girls. Well, Samantha Fox, I mean, I thought that was... She was the original Samantha Fox. 
what was the circumstances surrounding it? You're just going to record a song with her? You know, we, you know, through looking through pages of Penthouse that have been stuck together, I opened and I saw a page, and there it was, you know, Lemmy with Samantha Fox. What was the song going to be? Love Hurts. Lemmy, are you on any new XXX features? Are you doing any more on porn at all with Ron Jeremy? And your... uh, it's just a thing. What about the movie Tromeo and Juliet? Uh, just the, the uh, opening speech and that. What is that about? Because a lot of fans in Canada really want to go and check that out because there's a Canadian connection because one of the girls from the movie is actually from Vancouver. What is... It's all blood and guts. It's all gouging and sewing and sexual perversion. It's a very good film. You should go see it. What did you think of your appearance in The Decline of Western Civilization, Lemmy? Have you talked to Penelope Spheris recently? What did you think of The Decline of Western Civilization? Because Motorhead were featured quite prominently in there. Yeah, I thought it was alright, you know, it was just a documentary about, like, damaged kids, really. I didn't think I was that good, I just thought everybody else was really bad, that's why I wasn't good, didn't it? You know? Have you kept up with Penelope Spheris at all, Lemmy? No, I haven't seen her. How's your personal life? Like, are you married? No, I haven't seen her. Would you ever think of, like, marrying Denise Kim or Kelly from girls' school? No. What do you think about fans getting backstage at a Motorhead show? If there's any girls or out there that want to get backstage at a Motorhead show? Any kind of hints for them to get backstage? Things that they should bring you? Ways that they should look? Garter belts? Any kind of hints, Lemmy? Guys should bring me their sister and uh, girls get backstage free. But we don't like guys backstage. We met enough guys. <laughs> what was it like playing with the damned? You played with the damned at one time. Just one gig, yeah. Were you called the doomed at that time? That's right, you've done your homework, I like that, it's very good. And did you replace Brian James? No, Captain went on guitar and I played bass. How many, so it was just one gig that you did? Yeah. No, there was also, you recorded Ballroom Blitz with The Damned. Yeah. On the B side of that, there's like the Turkey song. Did you write that? No. Who did write that song? I'm not sure, I've never heard it, I don't think. Because it seemed really great that, you know, the damned were kind of open and, there were, you know, you being an established punker, having been in the Hawkwind and psychedelic bands and stuff, and Phil Lina, you know, he jammed with a lot of the punks too. It did great, you know, that Motorhead and, you know, damned got together to do stuff. What was it like playing? What did the audience think? Were they happy to see up there? Was there any animosity? Because, you know, you weren't quite, you guys, you guys were, you weren't totally, total punk, but you weren't total metal. You know, you're just Motorhead, kick-ass rock and roll. What did people think when you played with the damned? Do you think, hey, this might be, this might be something big. We're onto something here. Well, it was accepted, you know. It was a good show. Well, that was a lot of fun. You also did some roadieing for Hendrix. Do you ever remember, how long did you roadie for Jimi Hendrix? Uh, nine months. What year was that in? 67. 67, because around that time there was a band from Germany called The Monks. I don't know if you remember them. Not the Bad Habits Monks, but another monk. And they had, like, their heads, I don't know if you remember them, they had their heads shaved, and they all wore, like, monks' outfits, and they claimed to have introduced Jimi Hendrix to the wah-wah pedal. Never heard them. And finally, Lemmy, of the band Motorhead, who do you think has better hearing, you or Pete Townsend? Me. And you have more hair, too. Yeah. So you win in the end. Uh, I don't think it's a contest. <laughs> And why should people care about Motorhead? Why should people care about... Motorhead? Yeah, why should... They, well, they got this better. Well, thanks so much, Lenny. Really appreciate the time. Keep on rocking in the free world. And do do the loot do Exactly. It's not sooner. Lenny of the band Motorhead, do do the loot do It's not sooner.
<laughs> Lemmy, you said you had better hearing than Pete Townsend. Do, 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 do. That's not um, a question of better hearing. It's just me refusing to respond to your one-liners. Oh, please, Lemmy, of <laughs> Motorhead, please. Do, 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 do. Back soon. Do, 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 do. Are you gonna stop doing that anytime soon? Well, just will you just do a little, just a little grunt for us, please, Lemmy's Motorhead. No, just, no, just, I won't, no. A little, a little hand clap, maybe a hand clap. Do 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 do. How's that? That's good. Usually we wait for you know two hand claps, but one hand clap for Motorhead is just good enough because yeah, one. Because that's great. Okay, thanks so much, Lemmy. Really appreciate the time. Okay, man. Okay, rock on. You too. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Thank you. 